Hello. Hi. What's up? <laughs> I am Bridget. I am here to do the recap for um, Insecure uh, Season 3, Episode 7, Obsessed Life. And uh, I think I'm going to continue to do it like I've been doing. I'm just going to um, break down the characters. Um, I enjoyed this episode once again. Um, we're getting back into the three main characters, which is Molly, Issa, and Lawrence. And, uh, yeah, this one is pretty good. We got one more episode to go before the season ends. It kind of feels like the season just began. Uh, but, you know, they only give them a eight-episode season for whatever reason. Maybe they will increase it to 10 next season I don't know I prefer that more so than the longer episodes because it is a dramedy but um here we go so um let's let me see who I want to start with I think I'm going to start with uh Molly so uh Molly does go out with the Asian dude which is Andrew and they um they go out on the first date and uh they seem to be hitting it off for the most part uh you know they would seem to be having fun you know they have you know they get each other's jokes they joke on each other they just seem like they were having uh, a good time for the most part in the first during the first uh date um but their second date sucked. <laughs> um, they didn't even get in a whole good 10 minutes. You know, they started off joking on each other. And um, Andrew mentioned, you know, I don't... He kind of jokingly mentioned that he didn't know um, exactly who Issa was. Uh, he didn't know if she was the uh molly squared from coachella or is she this professional kind of put together lady um you know lawyer person that he kept seeing out on the date which you know is a good observation to make um but molly you know was she already said she was apprehensive about seeing him again because he saw her in a light that wasn't too uh to her liking and also she brought up the fact that she was sleeping with a married man at Coachella which Andrew brought up again and Andrew told no lies but it rubbed uh it rubbed Molly the wrong way by saying you know you revealed that you were sleeping with a married man. And she was like, he led me on to, you know, believing to something that I thought we weren't. I mean, I thought we were. And he was just like, how does a married man lead you on? Which is true. I mean, he married. He can't do too much more than that. <laughs> so that really got under Molly's skin. And um, she ended up uh, leaving Andrew in the dust in the second 
on the second date. And she was basically like, fuck Andrew, you know. He was a dick to her, in her words. But, um, no, he just really told the truth. So, <laughs> I don't think Molly could handle the truth. And Molly, going to her job, her and Torian are supposed to do this big presentation for the partners. And, you know, Molly's been working on it. And, you know, she feels like she's ready to go. And she, you know, mentioned that Torian is kind of micromanaging her. Which very well may be true. But, you know, Molly wants to be on their way up. She wants to be seen as the big, big person. Like, she's... She can handle all things. And she ain't been on the job. I don't know. They ain't really gave a time frame for how long she been on the job. But I'm pretty sure it hadn't been very long. So she's all about making a very big impression. But anyway, something happens with Torian where he has to, uh, I forget what he said he had to do. I think he said something about he had to, um, damn, he got called for something. So he had to kind of push their meeting back with the partners. And of course, they didn't sit too well with Molly. And so she, uh, the next day, she kind of maneuvered her way to see the partners and or to get a meeting with the partners so she can show the partners what she had before Torian could review it. And, you know, the partners loved what she had However, Torian was not there. And we see later on in the episode, Torian is not speaking to Molly. Because she basically went over his head. Now, I have mixed feelings about this. Um, we basically seen Torian as an asshole. Like, he he wants to, like, he speaks over, you know, speaks over Molly. Um... He doesn't let her get a word in when they're at the meeting. Like, he's a bit of an asshole. So, excuse me, I'm so sorry. So, um, I don't know. I, I feel like she's burning a lot of bridges with her co-workers. But on the Torian Bridge probably needed to be burned. <laughs> I think, I think. I don't think Torian was shit. Like we, what from what we've seen, it's like Torian has a bit of an ego. So it might have did some good that Molly went over his head. But the other thing is she's burning bridges with her co-workers to be on top. She wants to be on top, but she's probably going to be the lonely man at the top. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, we kind of, well, I don't know if everybody saw the, uh, previews for episode eight where Molly and Torian again have to work together. So we'll kind of see what, uh, what Molly has to do. But right now it seems as if Molly's love life and, uh, professional life are in the toilet, so to speak. So, um, let's see, let's go to Lawrence. I think I'm going to save Issa for last. 
So, um, Lawrence, uh, wants to go to church, <laughs> basically. And, uh, I think has, somebody has to confirm for me. I watched this episode twice, so I'm guessing that Chad stays with Lawrence now that Chad is no longer, uh, with his fiance. Does the fiance now have the place that they were staying in? And Chad is crashing on Lauren's couch. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. But anyway, so we see uh, Chad and, and Lawrence come in for playing basketball. And of course, we always, well, I always love when Chad is there. Um, and Lawrence uh, mentions to Chad, you know, he doesn't want to go out to the club. He has other things he has to, he wants to do. And that includes going to church. So he feels like this is probably the next step in his life for what he wants to do. So uh, it took a little convincing, but Chad uh, <laughs> Chad also had the funniest line of this episode where he said that, you know, uh, Lawrence is now getting his safari without Nikki on. <laughs> compared that nigga to safari <laughs> and i'm guessing that Issa is supposed to be nikki i don't know but i found this shit hilarious but anyway um chad was like okay i'll go to church with you um of course chad just wants to go because he wants to meet quote unquote the hoes at church you got mad hoes at the church house so uh we see that chad and lawrence goes to church and you know it's it's not you know the churches that i'm used to you know you go see the pews and everything it looks like it's held in the auditorium and the preacher uh is hmm i what should i use he's more um uh, i don't want to use it's not up to date he's uh in the know i should say like he used a lot of metaphors with social media and he's not like the old school preachers that you uh know about you know the baptist preachers from the south that you're familiar with as a child like a whole lot of hemming and hawing and all of that like he's not like that and uh his metaphors were a little off-putting to me as well but he seemed to get Chad's attention <laughs> and there's an altar call and Chad basically feels the spirit and goes down to the altar. So I was not expecting that because just five minutes before the altar call, Chad was trying to get the hoes. So he's <laughs> scoping out the women in the church. So I was not prepared for the crying and the holding hands in the air for the altar call for Chad to catch the spirit. That shit was funny as hell to me. So, but um, we see that Lawrence is, you know, he has this confused look on his face and he's not really getting that much into the service. Uh, so he walks outside of the church and he bumps into another young lady who um, come to find out she's been a part of the church for quite some time. 
and um she looked like she had been scoping out Lawrence for quite for a minute like she uh she peeped it so Lawrence and uh later on Lawrence and I'm drinking tea y'all so excuse me it's my nightcap but uh Lawrence and um the young lady I don't, I, did we catch the young lady name? I, I don't remember the young lady name. But uh, they go out, I guess, for ice cream. I'm not sure if this was just quite a date or Lawrence was just kind of picking her brain about the church. But they go out and, you know, Lawrence, you know, like, you know, ask her, like, give me the real deal. Like, do you really enjoy this church? And, you know, and she was saying, you know, it took me a minute, but, you know, he, some of the points he made, I, you know, I could get with. And Lawrence was like, nah, I ain't really feeling it. I ain't, I, I didn't feel that or hear that at all. And uh, Lawrence was like, you know, how long you been going to the church? And she was like, well, she been going there a year. And she's a part of so many things at the church. She named like four things that she's a part of. And Lawrence was just like, oh my God. And <laughs> I don't think Lawrence was ready to hear all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I feel Lawrence. And not to get too much into my business, I'm at a place now where I'm not uh, a part of a church home and I'm good not being a part of a church home. Now, I don't know if I'm good because I don't want to try to find one that fits my needs and fits my spiritual aspect, or I'm just literally good with not going to church. And that's really difficult to say, uh, when you live in the Bible built South, cause you tell people you don't go to church then everybody wanted you to invite you to their church. And you're just like, nah, bro, I don't want to go to church. <laughs> it's like, it's by choice. It's not because I want to find a church home. I'm good with not having a church home. Now, maybe I will get, you know, maybe I will change my mind about that. But I'm pretty good with not having one. Um, But uh, I probably will, I don't know. This is not what this podcast is about, but I feel, I feel where Lawrence is coming from. Like you want to go somewhere where you're spiritually fed and, um, Issa hits on that when she was, you know, when they went to, for coffee, she was mentioning to him, like, you know, it's not going to be a one size fits all type of thing. You have to kind of go around and find out what church fits best for you. And it doesn't have to probably involve getting in, you know, wanting to get involved with so many things. Maybe it will, you know, if you feel like you're being spiritually fed at the church, maybe you will want to contribute your time or whatever. But I just think that takes time. And I'm not sure if Chad understood that or he felt like he was supposed to get fed sooner or what. I don't know. But I'm just trying to figure out what made Chad want to go to church. Like, did the the STD or STI that he caught scared him? Or 
<laughs> I don't know. It just feel like it's it's something that he felt like he had to do. He had to go to church because everything else was going so well for him. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that's it with Lawrence. I don't think anything else happened. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. Let's get to Issa. Um, Issa basically has been ghosted. She hadn't heard from Nathan in a week, or let's, let's just call him by his real name. She hadn't heard from Nansford in a week. <laughs> and she's checking her phone every, I don't know, every day, every 15 minutes. <laughs> Seem like, um, trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm trying to figure out, did Issa even call him? She didn't call him this episode, but she called him last week um, and texted him. And she just hadn't heard anything. And she's checking his Instagram to see if he's updated any pictures. She's, uh, I didn't know that this type of thing exists. Because I've been out of the uh, dating game for years. So, folks create basically a burner account a stalker account <laughs> and, and um she's following him on there like so she's really trying to figure out what's going on and what made him ghost her like she felt like she was coming on too strong which i think i i ain't no think i can relate to that even though this is the social media age you can relate to the fact that you've been seeing this person and it was going so well, or you at least you thought it was going well, and this person never comes back into this fold again. They just kind of fall off the face of the earth, and you're just trying to figure out what's up. So, uh, you know, he's just checking her phone. She's trying to take her mind off of the, you know, take her mind off of it by trying to plan this block party. And the block party uh, kind of gets pushed to the side because you're just really trying to figure out what's up. Like, why this nigga won't hit her back? So, um, we go through several days of that. And Issa gets a phone call from the apartment manager saying, hey, the plumber has been calling you. He been waiting outside for 20 minutes. And Issa... <laughs> At this point, she's pissed because she's like, this nigga is taking over my life. And I can't even get right, you know, within my own self. I can't even live my life right or get my shit together because I got my mind on this nigga. And she checks Instagram for the, <laughs> the 50th time to see if he posts anything. And this nigga posts about a fucking haircut. And this sends Issa ass into a fucking tizzy. Like, she is pissed. She got her pajamas on. She calls up Molly like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. And her and Molly roll up over Andrew's house. Keep in mind, Molly done already went off on Andrew ass <laughs> uh, the previous night. So, it's going to look real suspicious for Molly be coming to visit Andrew. And she just went off on this nigga. And um, 
Nansford is supposed to be sitting with Andrew. So they roll up and Issa looking crazy. Hair ain't combed. Still got pajamas on. Just looking wide-eyed and like a lady from Snapped. She ain't looking too well. <laughs> and Andrew already like, what the fuck Molly doing here? Because she ain't speaking to me. She left me high and dry on the date. But Issa finagles her way into the home, which wouldn't really happen in real life. Ain't no nigga finna just let you come up in their house and you ain't called first. But she finagles her way up into the house, saying she gotta go to the bathroom and trying to find Nansford ass. But Nansford ain't there. But she goes into that nigga room and snoops around trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and smelling his cologne and she finds the Coachella bracelet and she was just like, I meant something to this nigga. Why he ain't calling me back? And she bumps into the goddamn desk and his computer pops on and she like, shit. So it's going, all of this shit going through her mind and she like, maybe I should call. Maybe I should break into the computer. Her ass try to break into the damn computer with the passcode, thinking the passcode is Houston, and then it's not. And she's like, maybe it's my name. And she gets in, she's about to type in Issa, about to press enter, and Molly comes up there and like, bitch, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> like, girl, get your ass up out of here. You looking crazy right now. Oh, let me go back. So Molly, um, while Issa's upstairs, Molly is, um, you know, talking to Andrew about what happened. And then basically, he basically said what I said earlier. Like, he don't know what he's getting when he sees Molly. Like, both of them, he said both of, both of the Mollys he's met is fucked up. Which I said, God damn, that's fucked up. So. <laughs> But where's the lie, though? And um, he, I don't, th I don't even think Andrew apologized. Did he apologize? I think Molly just said, "I accept your apology," but she didn't apologize for shit. Um, but yeah, and then they just kind of left it at that. But after Molly sees Issa trying to break into Nathan's shit. They finally leave. And Molly is just like, girl, what the fuck is going on? Be for real. You got me over here trying to uh, save your ass and all up in Andrew's face. And, you know, Issa basically says that, hey, I'm not, um, you know, he, I feel for him because he made me feel like I was worth something. And that was a real ass moment because Daniel didn't really feel, make her feel like anything and she kind of fell off with uh with Lawrence before they break up broke up so yeah Molly if she ain't good for shit she is good to Issa and Issa was just like you gotta let this nigga go this nigga ain't worth your time so we see that Issa finally starts to come to terms with what's happening. And she deletes uh, Nansford from her phone and 
just kind of releasing stuff. And we see her go to a meeting about uh, her uh, block party. And I guess it's a meeting for uh, upcoming business owners or whatever. And um, she starts to work on her damn <laughs> business plan in the goddamn class. But at least she got up went to class. She was looking cute, too. And um, she ends up calling... Um, um, Lawrence she ends up calling Lawrence which I guess the class was held at Lawrence's job and Lawrence's job I mean Lawrence gave her a lead on that particular class and they go drink you know and Issa asked Lawrence to go drink coffee or go have coffee with her and uh yeah I told y'all niggas I told y'all niggas these niggas gonna end up back together my prediction is that Lawrence and Issa, they gonna get married, and that's how the season gonna end, y'all. I mean, it's too perfect. She has the best chemistry with Lawrence, and we see how they interact with each other when they don't have this underlying tension with each other. Um, but yeah, they're just really super cute. And just relaxed. And everything is great with them. And I know a lot of people don't want to see them. <laughs> people are so pissed that Issa and Lawrence are going, are actually talking to each other. And they can see it too. Like, I think they're going to end up back with each other. But um, everybody wants Issa to get some new dick. But every time she gets new dick, them niggas don't act right. So, I just, I really think that them being apart from each other did some good. They needed that time to be apart from each other so they could grow and become their own people. Like, they had become so codependent on each other, it was obvious. Like, Lawrence wasn't working. He ain't had no fucking job. She was supporting him for x amount of years he was trying to do whoop whoop he wasn't really working out um so they needed to break up but i think they needed to break up to become better people and to grow so we'll see how it all plans out um so i'm getting close to the 30 minute mark but uh, I don't have any. I, I'm guessing that the block party is gonna happen in this episode. It looked like a block party, but it just looked like it's Issa's birthday and she's just hanging out. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm looking forward to how they're gonna close out the season. Maybe we will bump into Nansford. Maybe Nansford is the one that sent her the flowers. Maybe Lawrence sent her the flowers. Maybe a new nigga sent her the flowers. I don't know. Um, I'm saying send flowers because they show it in, uh, what's coming up next episode. Um, and like I said, Issa, not Issa, but Molly and Torian have to work together. Um, they show Lawrence in the next episode, who knows what's going on with that situation, but I'm looking forward to it. The last episode is supposed to be directed by Regina King. And maybe it'll be a little bit longer. They kind of have this habit of making episode eight 
a little bit longer than the rest of them. So we'll see. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll holler at y'all next week. Peace out.